everybody welcome back to the pool box pals podcast i am monk and we're doing something a little bit different tonight as you may notice if you're watching uh this i'm i'm on the left of the screen for once and uh we are joined by another handsome fellow not the normal handsome fellow of mad but uh this is our our good pal ross how you doing ross i'm good man what's happening well, my dog's barking in the background. My, my dogs are barking, whatever that expression means. But um, I appreciate you coming on. This is the first time you've been on uh, the Poolbox Pals, but we did do a crossover episode, a, like a, a super band episode, a super podcast, where it was uh, us, the Poolbox Pals, with you and the comic book lair. We talked eight, uh, eight billion genies. Yeah, yeah I almost said eight million genies um and uh that Just was like, a little bit less that was one of the best comic book conversations i think i've ever had i enjoyed it it was awesome because everyone just kind of just like shot everything off each other yeah it was very much as like five dudes who were very excited to talk about a comic that they really enjoyed you know despite all of our um nuances and nitpicking and <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, I think that that's kind of the stuff that makes the, right. it great, right? Of just like having different opinions about this. Um, I, when when uh, Mad and I lived overseas, something that I would do is like get like all my comics that I had available, which wasn't much. But me and like some friends, we would go out and just, you know, take turns like reading them. And then we would just, you know, just at the end, just be like, let's talk about it. You know, what did you think was cool? And I think that that's one of the coolest things about comics is just being able to sit down and have conversations, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I don't get to do this in real life. I, and my store, my staff, I try to explain comic books and things that I'm reading and they're like, they just like, they look at me funny. Like, I'm like, forget it. I'm not even going to bring these up anymore. I'm like, sometimes, sometimes I actually can get, um, I can get them interested in it, but I don't think they've ever actually read any of my suggestions. Yeah, it's an interesting thing to be to suggest like a comic to someone because it's just like, like I uh, I got my dad Pulp by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips for uh, for Christmas because I'm like he would love this and I just I just know that he just looked at it and was like I don't know what you want me to do with this and uh, like we'll read it would be nice but um yeah no I like suggestions when people suggest comics to me like I'm like okay I'll take that into consideration because obviously I otherwise have no idea I um. Which we'll call it. Um, I have friend. My, the the main reason I actually started reading Saga was because a friend literally mailed me the first trade. He's like, "Dude, oh, just read cool. this," and I was like, "Yeah." And it took me like six months to actually get down to reading it, but I did read it, and now I've read everything. So, yeah, it's it's the I would love to start doing that just because because so um my comic book shop is having a, a like a big sale tomorrow for free comic book day. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
they have like so many long boxes of back issues. Like I'm, I'm going to not exaggerating probably about 20 long boxes. Oh, and wow. what they're doing is having a sale that for 30 bucks, you get a short box and you, but you have to fill it all up. So what I'm going to do is just pick up like a bunch of my favorite comics that I read and just like, like what you were saying, just give them to people. people like just right. say here, try this. Like, cause I tell you how, how else do people get into these books? Like mm. to, to be able to know, like, I mean, we're talking about know your station today, but like, if you don't know what boom is, most people know Marvel and DC, some people know image, but boom, um, dark horse. Those are like indie, but like we, we know them, but then you yeah. got like Oni press and Ahoy and right. Yeah. You got these weird offshoots of things, red five. And it's like, right. how are people ever going to find these? Yeah. I actually, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, cause you're someone who does read, uh, Marvel pretty, um, I don't, like religiously, like in the, the good sense, like you you stay with it, you know what, uh, you follow along. Um, do you i would say that i think if someone if like just the person off the street wanted to get into comics do you think it would be easier to recommend indie comics for them first before getting into marvel and dc 100 percent. if mm. if if they're um an adult okay they're, right they're yeah a kid like um again i know we're not even starting on the right topic but who cares mm -hmm. um, it, i was talking to uh kyle a, a comic book there earlier today about strange academy and he was asking me what age demographic do i think it actually tends to focus on and i said honestly i would say anybody 10 to 18 is probably where they're aiming because mm -hmm. it's one of the few marvel books where the words kind of just like it's um it's minimally written and scotty young writes really well for all ages mm -hmm. i feel like it, it's easy for like a preteen who's got some things going on in school but really wants to read but doesn't have doesn't have the i don't know attention to read like a full book mm -hmm. um it the, that's the kind of book i would suggest but like most of these books like we're reading that are four or five issues where it has a start a finish that's so much easier to tell somebody like go pick up this trade it's going to start it's going to end that's it um right you got things like i said like saga is like what like 60 issues in and moon knight's almost a 30 and uh, i'm like and i'm reading them but like uh, yeah go go read three years worth of moon knight yeah right i mean it is like a it's a hundred percent a commitment to like tell people to go and to do these things you know to try to get into it so i i 100 agree with you that it is just easier to be like again like here's pulp you know yeah. like here's or even like honestly like it's good to just be like here's old man logan you know, something yeah. like that, I would think would be it's like it's like it's not connected. But like if you want like just the good comic experience with characters that, you know, yeah. um, but maybe old, I mean, old man Logan might be inaccessible if you don't have that like base foundation of like who the Hulk is and like who, you know, Spider-Man is and that kind of stuff. But who doesn't know that if you're holding a comic book, you know, yeah. right? Yeah, you're not getting the person who doesn't like if a person's interested in the comic book and saying like, what what should I pick up? Yeah. Then you then they should know that. That's fair. I would yeah, hundred percent agree with that statement that I guess I said and you just affirmed. Um, <laughs> but all right, man. Well, hey, like you you already said it, but uh, we are here to talk. Know your station. Um, this is a comic that I I was just I know I was taken in by the cover art and um, yeah. from we've like I've both here. Did you on, have by the way? Did you have this cover art? 
No, I had my number ones uh, on the wall. Well, actually, it's on, I have num my number one and my number two back to back on my wall. So I have number two on my wall. I forget what type cover I have for number one. Because I love, I, first of all, I have the, one of the uh, retailer incentive variants also. But I, when I saw this cover, that it's like the most minimal artwork. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, and then my issue two, again, this minimal. Uh, I love that. Bold colors. But like it's, I, I try to get those covers more so than others, even like the last cover, which was just like that. Like here, those, I'll show you those, mine. So I have I have three through five in front of me. Um so I I went with this these yeah, ones. I have that one for three. That's the only one they had for three. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's five right there. Sorry. Yeah. And okay. then uh if you're listening to this, you should jump on over to the watching because these yes, are some I have so I have the same three and four as you. Okay. But the one the one, two, and five, I got the cover that was like the minimal art one. I should probably pick up three and four as the other cover so I could have it as like a set. I really like those other covers. So I might be looking for those tomorrow when I do my uh my shopping because this is definitely a comic that I feel like I would recommend to somebody. Um yeah. Because, yeah, it was, I mean, the whole reason that I wanted to have you on to do this is because I, I really enjoyed this comic. Um, there's definitely some stuff in it that I want to get to towards the end. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just want to say, like, full spoilers, you know, we are going into this just full discussion about it. Um, but I did tell you off, Mike, that I was going to ask you to set up the just kind of where where does this story pick up? What's the premise of this story? Should we say the the creative team first? Oh, yeah, it's... um. It's Sarah Gailey and uh, Leanna Kangas, and I like both of the previous works that they did. Mm -hmm. um, just saying that Eat the Rich was one of my favorite books two years Eat ago. Eat the Rich was very good. Yeah, and so she wrote that too. And then um, Leanna Kangas, if I'm saying it wrong, I apologize, but uh, she uh, did um, True Cult. Okay, yeah, great. Again, fun fun artwork and fun writing, mm -hmm. and I'm like, you combine these two things, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm in, and, and it's... Yeah. Th those covers that you got were very reminiscent of some of the um, Eat the Rich covers. Uh, I yes. would almost be certain that they had the did. same cover artist for who did that. Um, but yeah. You they... want to know what? I can tell you, I'm not sure if it's, I think that it's the same artist. Like I think. Same like inside artist. You know what? It doesn't tell me. It doesn't tell me which cover I, I have. It says, uh, oh, it says main covers by Leanna Kangas, variant covers by Becca Carey, Leanna Kangas, and Ming Doyle. So I guess it's not specific. Right. Um, so I don't know who did which one. Right. So that's kind of harder. But Right. But um, anyways, I, I just remembered that when I was saying we should set this up because I don't want to just start going into it and then, you know, yes. forget all about them. But you want to just uh, let her rip? How, where, yeah, where does so, the story I mean, pick up at? Well, it starts with basically like they're going to try to tell you where the story takes place. And if you remember, um, the first page of the book literally starts with uh, it says uh, refuge uh, for like people. And then it's like uh, mm. a hub for people. And they're kind of just like, OK, this is just a place like they're like workshopping they, a, a like a tagline for it. Essentially. Right. They're trying to figure out a tagline for it. And it's mm -hmm. like basically it ends up being a hub for the future. But yeah. realistically, what it is, is like I is uh, if I recall, Earth is got issues where it's mm -hmm. like we're having climate issues, we're having population issues, whatever it is. And the wealthiest uh, people or the people who have um, the I guess the most money or the most connections are able to live on the space station, which is like a five-star resort and mm -hmm. basically without their lives um being pampered and treated uh like royalty 
And if you're a service there, you get the privilege of being up there and treated as such. But it seems like the staff isn't really as happy with the people running the station and the people running the station are kind of pompous. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, that's kind of where you're like, you're, you're starting out where you kind of just introduced to all the people who created this space station, the chief science officer, the, the chief financial officer, and um, all these people who you're going to see throughout the books. Um, and you're kind of just set up with uh, Elise as a main character, and she is the head of security. And she is just that's where it starts it's just like she's the head of security and she's called into a uh to 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 a meeting right and then it just goes from there yeah and i i really like i mean it's a it's a, i won't say it's the i've i feel like it's it's a really cool premise it's a premise that's like you could definitely see happening in real life you know like of just like if this is how this would go and again like even if it's not just like like yeah it would just if we took our society and moved it into a hub you know like in space it would just play out like that of just having the people who were less fortunate have to do things in order to um you know make them more wealthy happy, right yeah i also don't think they actually give do they tell the time i don't think they ever do i think they just say it's like the future i don't think they ever right. like give you like this vague future well we don't even like see the earth really i think there's like a couple shots of like farmers or something like that mm-hmm. of like but it's more of just i think it's later in the book when they're kind of just telling you what up. happened and how they got to where they are right yeah. so with the the main character that we fall is elisa is that how you say is that how you say the name elise elise e-l-i-s-a there's a lot of vowels in there no it's e-l-i-s-e e-l-i yes what did i say you know what don't play it back <laughs> never mind <laughs> just uh but um yeah so she's main character uh we follow her she's gonna call into this like uh there's some rich people who are missing a necklace mm-hmm. and they um yeah they accuse uh essentially they're like listen we're not gonna like how do they say this they're like we know we treat everybody like family here um but it it was one of you like you like and they specifically blame this uh person named uh marin well i said marin i had an employee named marin but okay however i don't know exactly how it is but you m-a-r-i-n yeah i n yeah i had an employee named marin so and that's how she spelled her name okay we'll go with marin i um Um, i you know what i noticed upon multiple reads of this that mm. marin is um I'm probably non-binary because they, the book keeps referring to Marin as they or them. Mm -hmm. And I didn't pick that up the first time. I don't know. I I picked, well, see, I I really like that you say that because I think that this is one of my favorite things about uh, books that, you know, I I said this when I first started talking about the book is something that I really love is reading females, writing females. And that can sound bad because it just, I don't want it to sound like only write females. That's not what I'm saying. But I feel like a lot of times it's just always been men writing females, you know, but it's like, well, what does it like from your perspective? And I, what's interesting and cool about the story is like her being a girl really has nothing to do with the story. It doesn't really matter. 
you know and it's the same thing with the non uh non-binary character it's just like well it's so normal that it's not even like the computers like even saying they them you know like it's not something that's obscure like it is now in our culture so i love these realities where you can look into it and it's just normal and accepted and just kind of how society accepts and and moves you know right yeah so i again it's just really fun to be able to see that in comics and like it's just it's just cool representation you know yeah i totally agree i um i have family that uh family member who's non-binary i have um cousins who are gay and like this is you know the reality of the world like people just don't it's not they don't fall into the necessarily classes of men and women and i like that it's the future and that they're mm -hmm. representing all people in this they're not just representing a singular race a singular gender a singular you know sexual preference they're representing as many right. as many varieties possible saying that this is not going away right right and yeah for sure and i also like now just sitting here thinking about it there's not even like any sort of like male identifying character in this and there's again i'm not saying that because Except for the, you well know, there's the only man i think is, i mean they all kind of die let me yeah, i was gonna say and none of them that uh are play any significance besides yeah. like just kind of cannon fodder you know just like um we're gonna just kind of let just use you as something that that gets killed you know right. um and then well, I, don't, I was going to talk about the show Beef, but we'll get way off topic if we go that way. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so the these story kind of just goes into. Um, I'm trying to remember. So I'm trying so then, to think if I want to talk about the the murders or the the blue, which well, which so then like right. So then the next thing that happens is like she basically is like, Ugh. she's like, you're blaming these people. You found your necklace. Like let's. It's like here take this stop blaming people and then mm -hmm. um elisa's just like forget this i just gotta go to my room she's like i need i need some blue and it's like i thought you were quitting yeah i'll quit tomorrow mm -hmm. and uh you know you could see that she's got this like addiction but she gets and blue stressed is like this uh super like it's just like this future drug like it's that's what yeah, i imagine that's, just like right they, they don't want to like tell you exactly what it does but it seems like it could be a mix of all the drugs like it seems like sometimes right. she's hallucinating sometimes it's just like makes her like all tipsy sometimes it's just like it knocks her out yeah know. i mean it depends yeah. on the amount i guess but yeah. um but we're then introduced to like saint bridget who i thought was kind of cool um as an ai unit um that you know you find out later it's like they she, elise and Marin are the only two that she shows her form as a virtual form to. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's interesting that they're the only two that have a real connection to her on the ship. Because I was, I kept thinking, like, as I'm reading this, I'm like, why, why doesn't anybody else hear her? Like, why is nobody mm -hmm. else like, cause I'm like, she must be, be able to do something telepathic or something through like uh, interfaces that she can right. directly talk to a calm or something in their well, ears. There is there is that one scene where um, Elise, Elise is talking to somebody and she asks to audio, uh, auto um, to mute like the area. And uh, uh, Marin is at the outskirts of that and they can't yes. hear it. And they're just like, they're like, what? And he's like, oh, yeah, like bring uh, she's like, bring the him uh, bring them in on the conversation. Yeah. Right, right. And um, yeah, so I, I thought that that was interesting as well. I. Uh, let's just say that St. Bridget like essentially is the thing that controls the entire hub. 
like right. it's the interface for the hub and yeah like you were saying the besides the two characters that we're kind of following um everyone else just sees it as like you know an alexa or like something like that right of something that like you just say something that gives it to you but in reality it's actually like and and this is mentioned in a later issue where she says when she's asking like um she gets asked who knows about like your level of intelligence and she says oh you mean like my sense my sentience and my sense of humor or something like that um yeah. and that's another thing i will say is that there are parts like this book is funny like yes i like okay we, uh, you guys i um we, we we talked about this like off mic and things like that with chicken devils mm -hmm. I, I said that's one of my biggest pet peeves with chicken devils chicken devil was amazing because it had this humorous side to it it wasn't just mm -hmm. like a we're gonna go out and knock people off and kill people and get our revenge chicken devils has like lost a lot of the the witty little humor and mm -hmm. i love the banter that goes on in this book and it makes it so much more relatable because it's not just a you're talking to a computer the computer is like responding like you know mm -hmm. it's like clean clean the power is like clean clean it's like yeah saying it twice doesn't help <laughs> you saying right, it twice yeah, doesn't help. Um, uh, yeah it's, it was yeah. interesting to see like the like the nuances that it picked up on and or like or, or just like it was i there was okay so again like we've we've said that like people have been getting murdered and so uh, elisa is a detective on this ship but it's revealed later that she has like no training in this whatsoever so she just got thrown into this job so yeah, she's she, she yeah sorry she, i was gonna say she was gonna be a dishwasher right and then somehow f ended up being to like the like oh, in charge of the security <laughs> on the whole ship um and uh and which again like that's a funny situation too um but oh man i forget where i was uh gonna be going with all that um, sorry no no that's totally fine because i i went off on about her being uh the security thing because i know i wanted to actually say that she was a detective because these murders come up and she wants to keep them from everybody right she doesn't want the people to panic she's trying to figure it out and realistically like like there's just murders just happen you know like we could sit here and like talk about what kind of plays out in like the comic but the reality is, is that the comic is just bouncing between murders and her being like i have no idea what's and, happening and the right fact now. that she's gone clean on the blue at the beginning mm -hmm. where she's like she has no drug so she mm -hmm. has no like crutch to say like oh, i just need i just need my blue i need my blue now because i mm -hmm. can't i can't deal with this she's trying to stay clean and trying to not freak out over seeing all these like disassembled bo bodies and all the craziness that that came about them and it's all the it's all the rich highfalutin people like it's not just like random people it's it's all like the c the ceos the cfos the, the right. head people the people who have all the money who are basically the power on the ship are the people that are getting murdered and you know she's going around thinking like who else could it be how could nobody be in the rooms right uh, well that's something that we're finding out is that she's you know going to saint bridget and asking like hey pull up the diagnostics for this and she's like there are none like there's just no files or whatever like or when uh she she tells saint bridget to activate um blue mode which is you know when she gets high and uh she, like saint bridget reveals that she just shuts it down for the entire site just yeah. for the hub is just all security set to shut down and and it's so it's interesting it's it's interesting like i i would love to talk to you about the like the morals of these the uh ai because it seemed like very interesting to be like i want to help people but also there's certain people that i just see as indisposable 
you know, because right. again, spoiler alert, the station is the one who's committing all the, the murders, which is, <laughs> I, yeah, I think the name of this, I know we're talking about a lot and I'm bringing, saying up a lot of things right now, but the name of this comic is phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. Um, just we'll go from there because so you know what's really crazy is the double the the so you could take it in many ways like you said it know your station like it know your like the station know the the building know know mm -hmm. who's running the place like mm -hmm. know but it's also could be know your station like know your job like you mm -hmm. know what you're what you're put on this ship to do and if you don't know your station or you don't have a station basically you're getting eliminated. Like right. if you were just put up there just to like they're trying to create like almost like a utopian society where everybody does a little bit of everything and these mm -hmm. these like the rich people who are up there are just they they're just like no i'm not doing anything you just bring me stuff right yeah they're trying to create a new society i think that's something i would have liked to have seen more of in this comic because it is so much focused on elise and her uh, like struggle with addiction as well as the struggle with the murders um like we don't really get to see the interactions between just normal people and the rich as much that we do in that one instance of the necklace when i like in the first issue but there right. isn't a lot of times where they're like I, that i can remember well, because Maybe every there time, are. no because every time she she tries to go talk to them they're dead <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that would. That would it's uh, like, oh my god, I gotta go talk to this guy. Oh no. Sure. <laughs> well, I would have loved to. That's fair because it, it is like, and I think this is like issue four is where like she's trying to deal with like one murder while like another murder's happening and like somebody's calling her with an emergency and she's getting a like a notification from St. Bridget that like a murder happened and like it just, it and I thought. Yeah. How, what did you think about the the creativity of the murders? I thought they were kind of interesting and I thought they mm -hmm. were kind of cool. And I liked how early on Elise was saying it looks like this this person who's doing these committing these crimes is an artist. Like she literally right. just says it without knowing like that that is what Bridget wants the, to be. Like yeah, it's like the wants weirdest like, like backhanded compliment. Like, right. Right. Because it's like the thing that Bridget wants to be is like, like this, like this masterpiece of like murder and like, and she like even tries to keep him alive and like, and it's, it's a very sadistic yeah. machine. Um, and so for me, I think that that's where like, cause you know, we, we both kind of said this to each other that we picked it early that we're like, oh, this is this machine, this station, you know, I should yeah. know it. Because it's, it's, but the station. The funny thing about it is, like, as I'm reading it from the beginning, I'm like, can, they can't, it can't, can it be the station? Can it, can it really be? I'm like, this reminds me, um, when I was, you know, a kid. One of my favorite movies, and I just haven't seen it in a long time, was 2001: A Space Odyssey. Mm. And all I think about was like that, and it's like, you know, open the pod bay doors, hell, and where it's like basically like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna shut me offline, like. Mm you know where that was like he realized that the ai interface was actually like trying to kill or trying to take over whereas this one they just she it just seems like saint bridget just wants to have friends mm. and she just she keeps murdering people because it looks like elisa's actually and she thinks elisa's enjoying right the detective part because she's like she's not a detective like at the beginning she's like i'm not a detective to pritchard she's like you you do this you're 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 a, a, a land cop you, you you're a soil side cop right you know, and it also seems like she it's like the 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 
station since it was just friends with uh the two humans that were you know you know yeah. obviously the lower class and when it was probably easy for her to make the decision of like oh i know how to like win these people over is to just eliminate these people that are a problem that they're not uh contributing to the society all they do is just kind of profit from it you know so right. it's it's very much um it's i i i will say and we can let's talk about this i had a it the ending sat with me very weird because i think the very ending or the ending that you wanted it to end on the ending i the end i'm not sure what i wanted the ending to be honestly because i feel like i kind of wanted them to fight the station i think is where i initially thought that it was going to be going that they would get to this point where the station that they would be the station would be like, oh, aren't you happy that I was doing all these murders? Why? And then why aren't you happy? And then it would come after them. I kind of thought you, that that's where it was going. Yeah, but like at the very end of book four is the um, the AI, full AI of St. Bridget. Mm -hmm. um, like she's killing me. Like it's right. basically like, you, you know, like the, the someone is, is trying to kill the computer. Right. And you could see that like that is what's happening. But I, I thought that when you find out that she's the killer and then they have like the whole utopian society kind of happening, mm -hmm. they could have just like ended it there. But then they started like really getting into her being like, where it says six months later. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Like that's where I was like, I, I mean, again, I, I like, um, I like, uh, Sarah's writing. <clears throat> so I, I, you know, I, I, I totally get it, but, um, you know, I didn't think I needed the six months later. I kind of like once you're left with that, mm. all these all these people are dead, and and the only people on it are people who are gracious for being on the station. Mm -hmm. Are you know that that's what's going to happen? Yeah, I do. I think I would have liked that of it just kind of ending with more of those like the hippie commune aspects of it, rather than like being like. But we also like kind of have this secret hidden right. uh sadistic chamber right. yes you know? exactly even if they just did that like six months later this is what it's like it's now a utopian paradise mm -hmm. not that now we we also if we get a, a random person up here who's wealthy we give them to we give them to the bridge we right because <laughs> what if they're a wealthy person who really wants to be generous you know they're just like i am finally in a community right. that i can invest in like this is what i've wanted i have all this money i'm you know i'm it's not going to go anywhere now. So, and like, it's, it's, I understand it, but for me, I'm also like, yeah, but you went from have, being employed and sure it was really bad, but you still like had a place to sleep at the end of the night to like, now you're just, you're okay with having a killing machine, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and so that's why I think I would have enjoyed more of where I thought it was going of like them having to take, down the machine you know to actually like well let's like let's go back to that because when saint bridget uh gets stabbed and like she's saying like oh you know she's trying to kill me they're like oh and then it finds out that the person who was trying to kill saint bridget saint bridget killed right. and they were like it did, oh it didn't fully kill so right well right yeah. and um 
she was like, this was self-defense, right? And she's like, in a, in a sense. And, she, and uh, they were like, well, in what sense? And uh, the well, station I said, trying to kill her first. Yeah, I was trying to kill her first, and she tried to kill me back. So I I stopped her from doing that. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's really funny. And it's also a, a kind of a good reveal of instead of just being like um, a classic, like, she looks up and she's like, oh, my God, it's the station. Well, again, but that's like the that. reason why at the end of issue four, when it's like she's killing me, it gives you that like pause. Like, wait a second. Is there a killer that's like a that we don't know about? Like not yeah. a red herring. Like maybe there was something that like we like missed where it's like, oh, my God, it isn't the it isn't the AI. Right. It's 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 like a whole other person. Yeah, it, it definitely felt I there was a part of me that's like, oh, okay, maybe this is something, but I was, I really liked the idea of it being the station. So I guess I probably didn't want to even, yeah, like, me too. Uh, like, I just was always just like, it's, I hope it's the station. I just wanted to be the station. You know what? After, like, I think it was after issue two, that's when I was like, oh man, it's totally the station. Like, that's when I wanted it because after issue one, you're still kind of trying to figure out the murder mm -hmm. and it's still like just like more of a true detective story. Mm. it's more like a detective story with you have a, a computer system like a Tony Stark having uh you know Jarvis in his head right like yeah. you're, you're just using this, that but then you find out that the Jarvis is a mind of its own and becomes Ultron <laughs> right right yeah I I you know just just to kind of just start summing it up like I think that the intersection of you know sci future sci-fi of also having to deal with an addiction with this weird like i don't want to say noir -y, but it it has noir elements to it it's not like as dark or as like heady as a noir um no, but i but think i think blending all those things together and i really like the art and the color yes, palette 100%. was yeah i so love good. the i love um Leanna's artwork it's mm -hmm. awesome it's like, you know, like uh, you go back and you look at some of the panels where it's like the, the, the facial expressions, um, you kind of can get the sense of, uh, of where the character is. Right. As far as like when they're, when she's on drugs, when she's, um, you know, when, when she's like distressed, you could see like the face to face. Um, right. I, I just, I thought it was very well paneled, very well laid out. Um, yeah, I agree. And like, this is honestly very like dialogue heavy. This is like, it would be something more than I like typically enjoyed, but I really enjoyed the characters and I really believe the relationship. Between and the dialogue them. isn't bad. It's heavy. Isn't bad. If it's not wordy, mm -hmm. like if it's just like, they're, they're, they're just bouncing off of each other. Like you can just read that quick. That's this true. was like, you could see it's like me and you talking. It's like you could get a lot of words in in a short amount of time if you're just bouncing things off of each other. Whereas this, that's what this was. It wasn't like you're telling a whole synopsis by one person reading like a, a giant speech. Right. Right. Yeah. Those are kind of the, the worst pages when it's essentially just like a book. You just like you're just like, oh, OK, um, I guess we're just going to read now. Um, call me Ishmael or however yeah. it starts. But um. I, I just again to say this, um, uh, thinking of some final thoughts of uh, I really like that they had like a clean, like a like a how would you say that like a, a safe to use environment on the ship, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I, I think it was cool that they showed both the like, hey, it's OK to be clean and it's also OK to use. You just need to be safe, you know, mm -hmm. um, and yeah. 
the I, I thought yeah there was just so many good jokes about like while she's like trying to get clean she's like the ship offers her like an, a sobriety enhancing yeah. uh drug <laughs> and i'm just like that's hilarious to be like i want to be like as, as clean as i can be like give me more sober i um i thought that some of the the, the computer the uh, saint bridget's lines are like perfectly written like i don't mm -hmm. know how i could imagine it being better from like a computer standpoint she keeps asking her like can you fix this can you do that and she's like no yes well you didn't ask me that like i'm a computer right. like, i'm not gonna and uh i thought it was like hilarious i'm reading this computer and this computer is just like and i can't tell because the computer does not have sarcasm but it sounds mm -hmm. like the computer is sarcastic like, right oh you didn't ask me that right just that old mad nerdy popping in to say hey you kids have fun now don't do anything i wouldn't do and uh we won't we'll just read a comic that you didn't read and you missed out on but yeah. uh but any any last thoughts before we we sum up this bad boy i you know i i, I really loved it i thought it mm -hmm. was great it was one of the, the few books that as it came out every week i looked forward to it and it didn't let me down i found that mm. it compelled me to want to read the next issue and when I just read them all as a solid unit, it really flowed. It didn't like uh, feel like there was a big disparity between issues. Like where you're like, well, what did I just read? Like literally, it 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 had um, good continuity and good flow. And I thought for sci-fi and horror to be mixed because it's kind of what it is. Like you said, it's like a noir, but it's like this mm -hmm. kind of like horror element when you see the bodies the way they are and then it's a sci-fi because it's futuristic with the computers yeah um kind of just like a mix of things like blade runner as a detective mm -hmm. story mixed with 2001 a space odyssey and also um, alien i'm and, thinking and of alien, alien right. just like i'm on this ship <laughs> like and, we're just stuck. and you don't know and you just don't know there's something there that's right. murdering people and you don't know and it could come out of anywhere right but yeah no i love I, I can't wait to see what they write next yeah oh my god me too i i really right do draw, love this yeah. team mm -hmm. like whatever it is just give it to me i love a good team you know mm -hmm. like again a Sean i hope Phillips they i hope, they, I hope that they do something together again because yeah. individually i liked both of their books but this was just it was great it was one oh, of yeah. the best books i've read this year yeah it's definitely in my top five for this year probably number two next to um behold behemoth and that Texas blood needs to come out with something this year. I don't know if they are, but I'm starting to miss it. Listen, maybe Rad Rafe will come out with issue number two or three. Or well, we, they are in November and December. I just got to make it I to think the they're end trying of the to year. compete with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles last Ronin for the longest <laughs> delay between books. <laughs> well, they, I mean, Chicken Devil was also given a run for the money, too. But hey, uh, anything you want to plug or shout out? I, I, okay, so I know that you were recent. So we were talking about this beforehand. Earlier today, you recorded an episode. Uh, what do you guys call on this? Your um, it was called a Marvel Unagi. Marvel because Unagi. Of, well, so <laughs> he didn't know um, Kyle at the comic book layer. He didn't know what to call it. So he's like, I don't know. I'll figure some something. I, I'll, I'll call it something. So he called it uh, Marvel uh unagi because of ross from friends where ross is like ooh unagi like and, good. You know, where he's like it's a, it's a balance between knowing everything and like this and it's that's really funny um, i forget the exact quote but because i'm ross and that's ross he right. just like laughed and i was like that's perfect i'm like i totally appreciated that and uh yeah we, we did, we're gonna do a marvel um 
recap monthly so that I can keep people in the loop for Marvel books. And my hope is that people will pick up Marvel as a book to read without it being um, feeling like it's too overwhelming. Like there, some sometimes like you you read Wasp. Like I did re- reading Wasp short books, Ant Man mm-hmm. short books, um, mm-hmm. the thing short books, clobber in time. Now it's going to be a short little thing. Like those are the kinds of things we're going to talk about. And um, if you want, you can follow me at uh, Red Optical Corp on Instagram. And that's about all I have. Awesome. Yeah, I have that's you linked below. I don't have those episodes linked because they haven't come out yet. But just go check out the comic book layer. You'll uh, follow them when they come out. Um, I, Wednesday, right? Is the I think so. So look at that. You can listen to that early in the morning and then in the afternoon, finish off your day with uh, the pool box plows. You're going to comic book podcast sandwich <laughs> with your day is the meat in the middle. But um, yeah, and the, the comic book podcast are the bread in that analogy, which isn't the most <laughs> exciting part of a sandwich. Uh, it depends. <laughs> That's true. Um, well, man, I thank you so much for, for coming on. This was a great chat. Yeah, We're definitely going to have to do it with... Uh, well, we're going to have you on the main pod at some point, and we'll probably do more of these fun story times yeah, with you. Me and, yeah, if me and you have another book that we both fall, kind of fall in love with and, and really enjoy it, be happy to talk uh, shop with you about it. Yeah, or maybe we'll just have to go back and we'll, we'll have to talk uh, Utopia at some point. Maybe what, if there's no comic yeah. books that come out, we'll we'll chat I, Utopia. I read that book in 20 years. I remember reading it. <laughs> I, I read, I didn't finish it. I I. We'll talk about it backstage, but yeah, I never finished it. But uh, thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Uh, Make sure that you follow us on all these social medias. Um, Yeah, and I don't really have much to say other than make sure you swing back on Wednesday. And uh, actually, you know what? I do have something to say. I'm supposed to announce the winner of our uh, giveaway (laughs) um, because we unfortunately weren't able to get a hold of the person who uh, won initially. So we are giving out a new winner. It is Pens Fans 21. We will contact you. Your name is Ashley Hoy. Maybe I probably shouldn't have said your full name, but we will uh we'll reach out to you on Facebook. You won the Chip Zdarsky um failsafe Batman run, and we'll reach out to you, get your uh shipping address and send those on after you. But congratulations, Batman's coming your way. Na 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 na. <laughs> but all right i don't have anything else to say anything else for you ross before we we sat we saddle up this horse and ride on out saddle it right into the sunset off that there cliff like Thelma and louise yep it's right off a cliff <laughs> <laughs> this poor horse i feel like everyone just puts me in a situation where i'd make the horse do something that me or nor the horse wants to do but uh do you uh i don't I was I was gonna say, do you want to say our outro that you have? Oh, read? I can't. I can't say it right. Something <laughs> about that. I, yeah, I know. It's like I'm, I'm terrible at it. It's, uh, the... You definitely have to step it up a notch, like uh, energy wise. I oh, do because it's is pretty. It, really... Is it? You haven't uh, read comics like this in years. <laughs> yep. <laughs>